0: Hello, I'm Phil Little, host of the Private Investigator Experience podcast, where along with my co-host, Wade Little, we talk about the life and cases of a private investigator. This post, though, is my short post where I look at things going on out around the world and I'm answering questions that I've been asked that have come in through our various podcasts. From my time in the Air Force and learning about prevention, I carried that with me into law enforcement and the private investigating field and work I've done worldwide. I believe that if any of us have information that will help society, we should be willing to share that freely. And I'm stepping out of the crowd and sharing some of these things with you. One of the most asked questions I get is why can't they set up a two state solution in the Middle East between Israel and the Palestinian people and everybody just live in peace? Well, the short answer is to do that, both parties have to want to agree on issues that would benefit both of them and then agree to live in peace. But we don't have that. Putting aside the biblical account of who the land was given to, this two-state solution was offered to the Palestinian people back in 1948, and they refused. Maybe I should say that the leaders of those groups at that time refused, and they refused every time since the terrorist groups like Hamas, the Palestinian Jihad, and even the Palestinian Liberation Authority, they've continued to refuse. Sometimes there's been talk about the POO, they might accept Israel, but the violence has never stopped. Their two-state solution is that their land is set up on Israel land, the Jews are pushed into the sea or killed. It's kind of hard to negotiate with somebody when they want that. Listen carefully. There will not be a two-state solution. And the world leaders who think that can happen are either naive, uninformed, or know it, but they keep giving lip service to the Palestinians for uh, political and economic reasons. In the past, none of the Arab countries have wanted the Palestinians as part of their countries. They don't offer them support to have a homeland or an area established within their borders. These countries that have had the Palestinian population in have suffered internal problems and violence fostered by the leadership of the Palestinian people. I I think it's not that the, the Arab countries wouldn't want to help the Palestinian people directly, but if they do, they reap the efforts of the leadership and backing by Iran to foster unrest, even in moderate Arab countries. The reason that violence rages on is because it's in the interest of the leaders of Hamas and other groups, as they have built their own riches and wealth on the Palestinian people. Studies and reports have shown recently that the three top leaders of Hamas are billionaires, There's a billion dollars plus coming into Hamas every year, and they've siphoned off money and developed their own portfolios privately, and it stretches into all kinds of businesses and assets you could think about. I've been asked, what is the makeup of the Jewish people? Are they all white? And is this just some white supremacy thing? In reality, the Jewish people have come from all over the world, different countries, speaking these different languages, even though... Their first language is Hebrew. And yes, there are black Jewish people who have returned to Israel. Another question that I'm being asked is, what is the possible fallout on the rest of the world with this conflict? You know, Israel's in a hard place. They're winning on the ground. They're winning the war. They're eliminating Hamas and exposing how evil not only October the 7th was, but how evil It's been the way they've treated their own people. Remember, Hamas is just not only in Gaza Strip. They're in other parts of the world. You know, the the Israelis are winning the war, but they're losing the propaganda uh, battle in the world. Where will this lead the world? It's apparent that anti-Semitism is very deep, much deeper than any of us understood. This should remind us of the lead-up to Hitler taking control of Germany. And one of his biggest support bases was the brainwashed young people, his co-opt education system programmed to his belief. A recent poll, a Harvard poll, by the way, found that 50% of young people thought the solution to the Middle East was to eliminate and remove Israel. Thank you, Harvard and others for brainwashing our young people. If this rise in anti-Semitism keeps increasing and Hamas and others keeps gaining political support from the world, including the UN, and pressure rises on countries of the world to back away from Israel, we could see the stages set for hostile countries to come together to move with forces towards Israel and try to annihilate them. One hope for having more time for God to be made known on earth, is that many of the Arab countries and other peoples of the world will experience the peace of God and His love for all people. The Arab countries are not supporting Hamas, and some are joining forces to deal with the Houthi threat to Israel and the shipping lights. Sources have told me at this point there are navies from U.S., England, Japan, South Korea, and others— and they're planning a joint attack on the Houthis in response to their attacks on the shipping lanes in Israel. Most major shipping companies have already stopped ships from entering the Red Sea, which could cause a problem with materials coming into Israel and other countries in that region. I've been asked what could the blowback be on attacking the Houthis. Iran is in total control of the Houthis. If we do a risk assessment on what might occur, even though Iran has supplied all the weapons, all the training, guided missiles, very sophisticated stuff. In the, the event when their surrogates have been attacked, they have not entered the conflict directly. That can be one of the predictors to evaluate what they might do now. But we have to plan for the worst. That's what we do in any threat assessment we make for our clients worldwide. Yeah, plan for the best and uh, for the worst and hope for the best even though they threatened what they would do from October the 7th on if Israel didn't back down, but they haven't done that. They've just been big talk and used their supporters to try to stop Israel, which hasn't worked. Now, something positive going on in Europe is some of Europe is waking up to what the lax immigration policy has done to their countries. The new PM of Italy, uh, Melania, says that there is a problem of compatibility between Islamic cultural and European civilizations. Shahara law is impossible in Europe. And let me add, it's impossible anywhere else in the world. And no person that has any common sense, particularly women, would want want to live under Shahara law. I I advise people. To keep their eyes and ears on what is going on in the Middle East, particularly in this Hamas Israel war, and what countries are supporting Israel, and if any of them back away. Watch carefully what the U.S. does, particularly if they start backing away and pulling out their assets. This will tell us that events could start happening that will lead to a major war by hostile nations to eliminate Israel. There's way too much to talk about now, but I'll check in with you later. Would you help me get this message out by liking, sharing, and subscribing? And hit that notification bell so you'll know when other posts come out. Please let me know any questions on any of the platforms that you would like uh, me to answer if I can. And if I can't answer it, I'll find the answer. Or you can email me at plittlepi777 at gmail.com. May the peace of this season fill every heart, and may God bless you, your family, and may God bless America. Be safe. Till next time.